All right, welcome to episode 106 of the Pinball Podcast. It is Monday, June 5th, 2017. My name is Jeff, and I am here with Jessica. Jessica, how are you doing? Um, I'm here. That's, we're doing That's... equally well with that. We've, we both made it here. We did eventually make it here. And... It didn't look like that was going to happen for one or maybe both of us, so or either of us. So, so the but, usual. That's true. But you know who is always there for you and who's always there for me? Um, liquor? Nifty LED. Oh, right, right. Nifty LED. And we had a rhyme going there, and you just <laughs> trampled all over it. It's okay. It's been a rough couple of weeks. It it really has, and it's actually been three weeks since our last show, so people have been really just itchy, itchy for this Nifty LED segment. So <laughs> let me tell you about them. Nifty Please LED. Do. Yeah, I'd love to. They're found at niftyled.com on the internet, and if you direct your web browser to said web address, you can find the best and only the best LEDs for pinball machines you can find some pinball parts you can find balls they've got what balls they've got balls they've got balls they're good ones too um flat rate shipping so stuff that box and just enjoy a whole bunch of leds in your pins you can Daniel tell it's been Nate. a rough week because i'm not responding to um your thinly veiled innuendo. 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 Yeah. Anyway, Nifty LED, they're great. Wait, wait, wait. No. What is it? They're nifty. They're, they're keen. Peachy keen. Well, oh. There was something that was going to be the new thing. I, I they're the forgot. bees knees. Yeah. Uh, Daniel posted a picture of like all these bees or something a little while on Instagram. So. Oh, so maybe they actually are the bee's knees. Could be. Could mm -hmm. be. But anyway, check them out. NiftyLED.com. We appreciate their... You know what? They they actually harass us more than they support us, but that's okay. They're still... They're there. And that's all that... That's all really expect of them, so... That's their new tagline, Nifty LED. They're there. They're there. <laughs> they're there. Oh, boy. Well, we are as well, and it's... It's been downright crazy the last three weeks um, for very good reason. We're bump we bumped the show one week. One was that um, with our normal recording schedule, if we recorded last week, we would be recording next week. And both you and I are going to be out of town. You're going Correct. to be in Seattle, right? Tacoma. Tacoma. So close, but not quite. Um, I'm going to be... At the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show in Tacoma. Um, there are three different sets of tournaments that I'll potentially play in there. So there's the main tournament, there's um, Classics Pin Golf, and then there's the women's um, women's tournament within that show as well. So 
Um, I was debating for a second not going to the show, but I had a really good time last year, so I'm hoping this will uh, be the changing tide. The uh, fortunes are going to swing the other way. So you'll go and you'll win all the tournaments. You'll play all the games. Right, right. I mean, that's only that's the, the plan. Nicest of people. So. <laughs> well, this is also the tournament that I know we talked about before that has some really interesting scoring where um, when you play your matches, it's like match play style, but if your score is higher than the two scores below you combined sort of thing, then you get a bonus point. Um, I think that's right. Someone will probably correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it was an awkward format for me to play in personally. I know other people enjoy it, but it's like, hey, I've already beat you. I'm going to keep playing to like really slaughter you. Um, and I had to rub do your that. Face in it. Yeah, I had to do that in one instance and I did not like doing it. It was very, very uncomfortable for me. Um, and I don't like being put in that position, but if I don't do it and just say, okay, well, I'm still done, then you have all these other people who are doing it and your chances of doing well diminish greatly. So I did it, but I had a weird time doing it. Not a fan. So, Well, maybe you'll uh, unleash all that pent-up anger and energy from the week and just <laughs> be totally cool slaughtering people. Um, become that unstoppable force and pinball, do the pinball equivalent of teabagging him. I don't know. So, um, while you are there in, uh, in not, not Seattle, in Tacoma, I'll be in not Denver, but Centennial, which is near Denver for the Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown. And I will be doing a live recording of this program, which we're on now. And I'm going to be harassing Don to join me on that. I've I've done it solo before, and it's it's awful. Um, <laughs> Don and I have done it probably five times now, and it's still awful, but it's less so. So right. um, it would be nice to get his voice on here. I haven't decided yet if it'll be recorded and published. Uh, it depends on ultimately how the content of the show shakes out. Uh, last year we did the trivia and stuff and it just did not work for publishing live. So it was just for those who came. But I will be giving stuff away, some really cheesy stickers. Um, I'll give away some show swag and a few other little things. So even if you're not all that interested in hearing Pinball Talk live, uh, pop in, get some free stuff and, you know, get off your feet for a minute. It's, it's one of the side seminar rooms. It's a comfortable place to be, so... Just do that. Um, other than that, I'm going to be on a panel that they're doing there that's about leagues, so pinball leagues. And kind of the part that I'll be talking about is how you make sure that your league is set up properly so that it's scored correctly with the IFPA for Whopper points. And that's my section. There will be some Q&A, but there's going to be people from different leagues uh, that are just going to be talking about how they got their league up and going, what their experience was like, um, kind of in the early days, what worked for them and what they've done to keep it growing and raising awareness. So that should be a cool panel. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time they've done panels that of that sort at Pinball Showdown. So nice. Yeah, I hope I don't ruin it. So 
Good luck. I hope you don't ruin it either. So, that was a very long way of saying, because we're going to be gone next week, we bumped the show so in two weeks we can get back on schedule again. So, But that's what we're going to be doing. Let's talk about what we have been doing. And as always, since you're more fun, let's start off with you. Oh, I don't think I'm more fun this time. Um... I went to Seattle for Powder Puff. It's a women's tournament at Shorty's. This is the 11th annual. Um, I played in it last year, and now this is my second time playing. Um, we had three bells, including myself from Portland, who went up for it, and all three of us had, we finished in single digits, so that was nice for all of us to get in the top 10. Um, yeah. Did that, and then, let's see, Memorial Day Masters was the pin golf tournament the day after that at 8-Bit. Um, I feel like last year I had a better time at that, maybe because we had more of a casual day there. I think we teed off earlier and got to hang around because they, like, uh, Chris Chin, who's a great Seattle player, he barbecues for it um, out back. And we just kind of like hung around and had food and spent time with friends. And this year it was just kind of strange. There was no final, so it wasn't like a Whopper thing. But you just played through your round of pin golf. So it was very weird. There was no like monetary payout to anybody, but you had to pay money to enter it. And then there was no finals. So it just felt very unfinished and kind of like right. open-ended. And the reason we played in it to begin with was to try to win passes to the Northwest Pinball Arcade show in Tacoma. So uh, I didn't win one at Shorty's and I didn't win one at 8-Bit. And I was just really exhausted and ready to not be around humans anymore. So we just left and um, I drove some friends back and they had to get to work so it was like a hurried sort of thing and I kind of felt like I should have just skipped it this year but um but fortunately my friend Katie um found someone who had an extra guest pass for the show so that saves me a little bit of money and that is always welcome at yeah. a thing where you have to pay for hotels and gas to drive up there and then you have to get food while you're there and all the other things um you know each tournament that I decide to play in so three different tournaments costs money so that costs money and then show fees on top of it it's a lot to do shows are not cheap to go to they're not so every little bit helps and um she connected me with a uh, seattle player brian and he's going to um gift me his guest pass so that totally helps and i very very much appreciate it um they are good humans so yeah, so I'll be there doing that Friday, Saturday, come back on Sunday. Very nice. Um, yeah, it's it's not cheap traveling, especially if a flight is involved to some of these shows. But um, yeah, when it, once you factor in hotel, cost of entry to the tournaments, it adds up really quickly. Food's always more expensive when you travel. Um, that's why I really appreciate the people who bring the games in. Um for last last year and then this year, I'm actually taking games out to Colorado, and uh, Lee is going to be renting a trailer and driving, and I'll be hopefully taking my genie. Um, hopefully, Aww. I guess that transitions into what I've been doing. Yes. Um, it's also going to be what I should have been doing. Um, 
So let me start with the things that I actually accomplished before I get into the things that I hope to accomplish. Uh, so I had a surprise pinball pickup road trip on Saturday, and um, I found a local's a stretch, but local enough that it was one. It was a one-day trip to go pick up a Wizard of Oz. It was a ruby uh, red 75th. And I was totally happy with the deal I got on it and happy enough that I got up at 4.30 in the morning, jumped in my car, drove five hours to get to the guy's place, uh, looked at it, said, yeah, yeah, it looks great. Put it in my car, paid him, (laughs) turned around and drove home. I got home at 3.30 in the afternoon and I had to be out in Salt Lake City by four o'clock. So we're doing my mom's birthday dinner early, not because my parents are old, but because I had a pinball tournament at six (laughs) o'clock. So... (laughs) We, we moved it all up Sorry, Mom. and uh, we did cake and ice cream the next day. It was all cool. But anyway, after that, so I got my Wizard of Oz, um, kind of unexpected, kind of quick, but uh, it's in fantastic shape. Um, I, I've only played two games on it because I just haven't had time at this point. Right. But uh, I had the pinball tournament right afterwards. I played very, very inconsistent pinball because I was exhausted. I was up at 4.30 in the morning and I've been driving all day and I was just kind of dead man walking there. Um, but it was fun. Uh, it was one of our local guys. He's got a cool collection. The games we competed on, uh, I mean, this is the least normal uh, tournament lineup ever. We had soccer, so uh, the EM, uh, soccer, hey. Frontier, um, Star Trek Next Generation, uh, Sharky's Shootout, um, Ballet Star Trek, Bonsai Run, Ooh. Whirlwind, and Flash Gordon. So Nice. That's a really cool lineup. It was. Um, and I used to love Frontier. Now I hate Frontier. Because the thing I learned is if you house ball on ball one, you're never catching up if the other people have a decent ball one because the way the bonus carries forward. And that is broken, yo. But other than Frontier, good times, fun. And uh, it was nice to play. I literally, in the three weeks before, the only pinball I had played was the two quick games on Wizard of Oz, and I got it. So um, I went in super rusty. I played well on some games, bombed some others. But it was fun. It was nice to get out and do that. Um all else that's been going on is I've been trying to get my genie uh, done, put back together. So I didn't, I, I think I've said this every time I've talked about it, but I didn't think it was going to take this long. <laughs> There's like a ton of staples to remove. And I, I bought a staple remover and I can, it does, it just won't get underneath it. So I'm sitting there with staples where, the ground braid is stapled into the play field on the underside. Oh. So the ground braid is awful. That's not what's taking so long. I just started working on that part. But um, I wanted to reuse as much of the original stuff as I could, unless it was going to look terrible. Because with a new play field, you don't really want like rusty parts sitting out there. But um, So I've been you know, taking parts that were rusted and been de-rusting them and 
buffing him up and shining him and stuff. And that's that's what's taking forever. Every little rail and guide, I'm polishing him up with metal polish after I've been soaking him in rust remover and cleaning him off. But it's shiny and it looks nice and I'm really excited about how it's coming out. But it's just taking forever. And uh, there's about 7,000 screws in that game and every one is a flathead screw, which I think should be illegal. I hate those things, and they're because the game's old. They're like super locked in place because there's just a little bit of rust, and uh, it's it's killing me to get those screws out. But I'm getting there. I I think I have about an eighty percent chance of getting it done. I have to have it done by Thursday because that's when we're loading up the trailer for Denver. Okay. Uh, if I can't get it done, I'm just going to have to take another game or two. I'll just check the game list and take something that's not already out going out there. But I'd really love to take the Genie. I think it'd be kind of a showcase game for that. Definitely. Um, Hopefully you get it done in time. I know. I I was up till 2 in the morning last night working on stuff and oh I was pounding back in metal guides uh, with my rubber mallet and getting him in there and um, it's coming together. I, I've, I, I think I can do this. I think I, I have can. faith. I know I, it I may be faith. misplaced, but you have it. So. Well, okay. And you know why I forgot to talk about a thing. Oh, if I can fix pinballs, you can fix pinball machines. Like I, okay. So it started, there was a wave of things. So when I was up in Seattle, uh, my friend Travis, who operates the games out at Flip Flip Ding Ding and Olaf's, like my two favorite places to play, and then some other ones, um, which I don't know off the top of my head because I'm a terrible friend. Um, But no, he takes care of the games at Flip Flip, um, which Katie runs, and it's my favorite, favorite spot in Seattle to play pinball. He um, and Katie had stayed with me for Pin Brawl, and that was right after I got my Sea Witch, and there was um, a display issue. So the Player 4 display, um, I probably just need to, like, reseed some connectors or something like that. Um, and then the credits and the ball, like, showing you what ball you're on, that one was just gacked, like, so bad. Um, so it was, like, this garbled, like, mess of light. And he had a display for me. Like, he told me he had a present. And it was a new display. And I had no idea, like, I never even thought to look how to replace the display but he gave it to me and I came back home and I was like I'm gonna do this thing so I just like opened it up and I like looked at it I didn't open the manual which maybe I should have done but slid the old one out got the new one in got everything connected and it works like it was a miracle close it up and I was like this is awesome Travis is the best and then I decided to kind of carry that momentum forward and I had received the replacement interrupter ring for my trunk on theater of magic it was making a weird noise when it was rotating and he took a look at it when they were here and he said that my interrupter ring was cracked so like the sensor detecting when the ring moved when the trunk was moving was having a hard time so i ordered the metal replacement ring and i know i sent you pictures of this and i think i posted them on instagram and facebook um So I went in and I got the old ring off and then went to put the new one on. But the plastic connector pieces for the wires were too thick to fit into the new interrupter ring. So I had to get the pinned 
wires out of the plastic pieces. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So I sent you a picture. Um, I sent um, my friend Al Anonymous on um, Twitch. He streams video games and pinball. Sent him um, a picture of it. Sent you a picture of it. And it was pretty funny because he responded, you were, um, you were playing and he responded and he was like here and he sent me the page from the manual that showed it. And he's like, you need a pin pusher. I'm like, crap. And then I sent the page to you. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I don't know what to do with this. Cause I definitely don't have that tool. And now I have the whole thing apart and I had a friend coming to visit. So I wanted to make sure it was working. And, um, I, said to both of you, can I use tweezers to do this? And he wrote back, nope. And you wrote back, maybe. <laughs> so I tried it and it was kind of a pain in the ass, but it totally worked. So one side worked much better than the next one, but fortunately it was the first one that worked. So I knew if I just kept at it that the other one would, would get out. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I just, um, kept at it and it came out and it was after that, it was super easy. I, I'm very proud of myself for remembering to take pictures of how everything looked beforehand because then when I went to go plug it back in to make sure that everything was, you know, seated correctly and X wire goes to X wire. Um, but I got it and then went back into the menu and turned the trunk back on and it was perfect and I've had no problems with it. So the game's working like super crisp, really, really pleased. And I uh, appreciate all of my pen pals for helping me out when I don't know what the heck I'm doing. When you turn it on and try it and it just works and you don't need to do any extra monkeying around or adjustment, it's the greatest feeling. It's, it's the so best. Nice. Yeah. It was a really nice feeling because I haven't done very much in terms of game repair. I put the color DMD into my theater like right after I got it but there was like an instructional video that I was following along with. So it made that pretty easy. But um, yeah, next I want to tackle like changing light bulbs and stuff. <laughs> you can do this. I I can do this. It's kind of a thing where like the first time you do it, uh, it kind of feels like you're on the edge of disaster the whole time. You get through it and you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then you know how to do that one thing and you're confident the next time. And then after you've done several things, uh, it becomes a little bit intuitive on how to approach something new. And then eventually you just kind of know what to do uh, whenever you stick your head down in there and start poking around. But before you know it, you're going to be just, it's all going to be just like easy second nature for you. So you'll get there. One day. Baby Some, steps. Someday soon. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's all we've done, right? Like there's been news and stuff, but I can't think of anything else I've done. Stuff. Oh, speaking of people repairing things. So, um, my evil Knievel is, um, has begun its journey. I don't remember if we actually talked about this last time or if that was in the part that we lost and didn't talk about again. So if I'm saying this twice, then just please forgive me. So, um, when I was talking about my evil Knievel pinball machine that my uncle, uh, well, my uncle's machine, that's now going to be mine. Um, and we were kind of chatting about its, its journey and trying to find people to help move it from 
New York to Portland and have like a pinball share as we go along so that people get to play it and love on it and, um, you know, have it make a leisurely journey out to Portland. Um, I got a message from, um, Rob, who's a listener of the show in Maryland. And he, um, kind of asked, you know, what the situation was and if I needed some help. And he actually went to New York from Maryland, drove up, picked up the machine from my uncle's house, brought it back down to Maryland. So he has it there now. Um, and I think we shared it to the Facebook page, but he has a photo album where he's keeping, um, kind of track of everything he's doing to the machine. So he's cleaning it. He's fixing things up on it. He's just like, he's killing it right now. And like watching the progress of the machine as, you know, it's starting to be brought back to life is the best thing. And I'm like eternally grateful to him for doing this. And the best part is that he is bringing it to replay effects. So it's actually going to be on the floor. So people get to play it. Awesome. People are coming to Pinburg and replay. Please come play my evil Knievel machine and write to me and tell me, take pictures with it and send it because I want to make like an album of the evil journey. Um, and kind of all of the people who get to interact with it. I think it's just a super fun idea. Um, and then Tommy from the Slippin' Podcast is going to drive it back to Indiana with him um, from Pinburg. So we've at least got it as far as Indiana. So then it's just a matter of finding next steps to bring it a little further west. Um but yeah, you know, if, if you're along that path and you're interested in, um, you know, having evil around for a couple months in your house, um, and, you know, transporting a little bit further along the chain, that would be awesome. And I'm really excited that it's kind of a community thing and that so many people are going to get to play it along the way. Yes. I, I love that it's working out, um, so far and it's moving, but the whole idea that like getting Im- little improvements along the way is even better. So, but <laughs> this isn't hope- just little Rob's doing like a lot of work. I'm like, I can't tell you just every time like I get a tag saying that he's added a new picture. I just like <laughs> light up and like run over to Facebook and I avoid Facebook well. at all costs, but I run over to be like, what happened? And see the pictures. And it's just really, really cool to see the process and the care that he's putting into it. I just, like I said, I can't thank him enough. And it's just, it's so, so great. Um, and you know, there, it's definitely, it's a player's machine. Like he told me the backlass is in really great shape. Um, the play field definitely has wear, but he thinks it's a good candidate for some touch-ups, um, since there's a lot of solid colors on there. So once I get it back, we'll kind of see, um, what I can do in terms of doing some basic touch-ups, but it is, it's very like primary, like blue, red, white, color scheme so that should help for sure yeah really common colors well just so you know if it passes through um near me i'll be happy to grab it but i'm going to put purple leds all over (laughs) (laughs) it'll get to you just pert to the nines (laughs) and that's all for all of your purple led they will be nifty bulbs and (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> They'll wonder why I placed an order for 50 purple. But. They won't wonder why. They'll just be like, oh, Jeff is placing his monthly order of purple LEDs. Per, yeah, he's spreading the disease. So uh, <laughs> I love that. I, I sincerely do. 
too. Thanks, Rob. You are the best. He is the best. I'll vouch for that. Okay, well, um, there has been some news since uh, the last time we were on the mic. So let's let's start small and then roll up to bigger matters. So, um, well, I guess this isn't small for the people involved, but just today it was announced that Andrew Highway is out at Highway Pinball. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to see that. It's actually been until just the last, you know, few hours that that came out but i did not have a chance to see that wow. yes so it's not just that he's out like a, a couple of days ago maybe it was yesterday i time's running together for me right now but um a new investor group came in i think it was just before the weekend um for andrew highway and took over you know the operations of highway pinball and they've come out and said you know, that they're going to see that the game gets released and those who ordered their machines will get theirs and uh, they can take new orders and there's going to be a process and, you know, all, all this stuff a new investor group's going to say that this is the way forward and all of that stuff. Um, and that kind of sat for a couple of days and people were freaking out. What does it mean I'm going to get my refund if I want my refund? And, you know, just all the speculation that goes with it. And then today it was announced that Andrew Highway will be out. So... Uh, the man who started the company that bears his name is no longer running it. So that's unfortunate. That, yeah. And, uh, for those that have requested refunds already, they've been getting uh communication back from the new investor group. And some of them are saying that, you know, it's kind of like, whoa, 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 before you do that, we'll, we'll call and discuss it. So they, if you request a refund, they want to talk to you by phone and I'm sure it's there. Uh, pitch to get you to stay in on the game but um it sounds like at this point they will be they will be doing refunds for those who truly want it um but the, the prices of the game is going to go up but if you pre-ordered you're still entitled to the original price so we will see how this all shakes out um i haven't gone in and gauged the the, the drama that i'm sure that stirred up but um I'm, I bet you there's strong opinions both ways of the crowd of people saying, hey, let's give them a chance. And the other one saying, like, screw you guys. Give me my money. I just I want out before this goes even more off the rails. But right. so that's happened. And it's still kind of in development. We'll watch it. Hopefully, you know, they get it together. It's a cool game. Um, there's definitely um, a lot of people that would enjoy it if they could get their hands on it or if they could see it. But it's just been a bumpy ride. And. Personally, I I would not jump in until I saw those machines leaving in significant quantities, but that's that's life. Yeah, it's life in pinball when things kind of go that route. But yeah. all right, so that yeah that happened. Um, a couple other things that happened is uh, well, we got a semi announcement of a new pinball machine from Stern. It's the one that we've all been waiting for, and it was Star Wars. We didn't get an um, announcement from Stern. We got an announcement from a Star Wars Facebook video. That said Stern had <laughs> announced. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what happened is it was the day that, you know, kind of expected it to happen, but it didn't come from Stern. It came, as you mentioned, the Star Wars show. And that's up there. You can see it on their Facebook video. 
And all it did is it showed some quick glimpses of like uh, the game in SolidWorks, um, showing it in like the design phase. Showed some quick glimpses of the ball rolling around. Uh, just very, very narrow shots of it though. And then it showed the side art in very small thumbnail size and some quick shots of the playfield top down. Um, again, in thumbnail size. So people have had to take those and kind of blow them up. Uh, but while you can't see the fine details of the art, you can see the layout of the shots. Um, you can see the composition of the art and like kind of the way it's put together. Uh, but we're supposed to be seeing upgraded assets tomorrow. So higher resolution images. Uh, I don't think any video or anything at that time. It's just going to be the what would have been the uh, the true announcement. Uh, if you, Stern generally does kind of like a soft announcement where they put out like the features and the the nice images, and then later on they they do the gameplay video. So we're kind of in that middle stage now where we've seen some stuff, but we haven't seen the really polished released assets. And I... well. I can't begin to pretend that I understand Stern's marketing strategy. Oh, it's because it's a mess. It this is not this. They get scooped by someone else every time. Um, Ghostbusters had a flyer that came out before they announced Ghostbusters, saying Ghostbusters pinball on it, and it ran in a magazine. Uh, the Walking Dead was announced because the DVD set had a flyer for The Walking Dead pinball in it. Before they announced it. I mean, it just keeps happening. Right. And Aerosmith was in the Dirty Donnie book. And I un- I, like, I understand that there may be, because Disney is very um, particular about its assets. I can see where maybe they said, okay, for this project, we want it to break on this Star Wars YouTube, like our channel. But if they know that it's coming and they know that this is the day it's going to happen, let them do it. And then Stern, as soon as that's posted should have had their own flyer, like something of their own to be able to back it up because now all they're doing is pissing people off again. It's like, okay, great. You mean I just need to take a screenshot from the video to try and figure out what the game looks like. (laughs) It's just so weird to me. I don't understand why, you know, if they're working in conjunction with the people who they're getting the license from and they have a particular way that things are going to be done, that's fine but have a plan to follow it up in a way that actually answers people's questions or gives them a little bit more than like a blurry screen cap. Yeah. It's at best. It's sloppy. It's just, man, I, I I don't want to do the whole, Hey, I work in marketing, so I know better, but I just know I've been, I've been involved (laughs) in product launches. Um, I've helped brands actually launch either like new individual products or entire like brand lines. And it just, it can't happen this way. Like you get one shot at a first impression. And while, you know, the hardcore pinball player will be seeking every little bit of updated information along the way, you can't take back that initial reaction of like, a, you know, a dud uh, or, or just a really poor first impression is always going to be the strongest emotion connected to it. Um, It takes a long time to repair that stuff through marketing. Uh, There's already, you know, tens of 
thousands of comments out there about how it looks terrible. Now, the final high-resolution art is probably going to look better. Um, and while it may not win everybody over at this point, it probably wouldn't have soured people as strongly as it as it did. But I, I've gone into it before. I don't understand it. I, I don't know. It's It's not that hard to make a marketing deadline. You set it and... The assets have to be ready because they turned them over to Disney. They provided those assets to Disney to use in that video. Right. Um, it's just it it blows my mind. I just <laughs> will never understand it. Um, it's bad. It really is bad. But the game, I'm sure, will be great. Um, just quick glance because all we have is that top down view, and then there's uh, there's another picture floating around that shows Jerry Thompson who does sound and music at Stern, uh, Dwight Sullivan, who's doing the code, and Steve Ritchie, they're standing next to him, and it's kind of a little bit of a three-quarter view on the machine. Um, so you can't, we haven't been able to see a whole lot yet, but it has a lot of similarities to um, the Avatar layout, the ACDC layout. Um, very Steve Ritchie, but there's always some sort of twist or intricacy that you don't see at first until you really see the game in motion. So I'm excited. It looks like it'll be fun. Um, they definitely went, I'd say, vanilla on it from a layout perspective, from a toys perspective, from a um, art perspective. It, it's very safe. There's not a lot of real daring stuff there, but again... Game of Thrones is that way. I love playing Game of Thrones, so I'm cool to wait and see, but I definitely understand the disappointment at the initial reveal. So, yeah. I was kind of bummed that it wasn't from the new series. I feel like we've seen... It's not that... I mean, I love Star Wars, but thinking that it could have had some of these new characters, that you could have had Rey, you know, like, prominently featured because, you know, they have... A very strong female character um, in the new films, and it's like that would be great. That would be trend setting. Let's let's move in that direction. That didn't happen, right. and it's like we already have a bunch of other original Star Wars tables. So I mean, they might not be any good, but we have them. <laughs> yeah, um, I I kind of felt different. that too. Um, I know that. It's the 40th anniversary, and that's the idea of going back to the original. But I, I think I would have liked to have seen it as well incorporate the new stuff. And you also have a lot higher probability of getting um, like new custom speech from you know current actors. I, I don't know what they're going to do. If it's all going to be clips from the old one, or if they're just going to have like... I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if they got Anthony Daniels to come in and do C-3PO to do the call-outs or something like that. We'll have to see what they do, but uh, maybe Chewbacca will do all the call-outs. Yes. And then they release an alternate ROM to uh, Game of Thrones where it's just Hodor over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take those. Um, I really hope they do something about that art. I, it's That's it. That's what we're getting. It hurts. I know. Um, it's... It's so boring. It, it's very... Like I say, it's as vanilla and safe as can be. Um, it's not offensive in its badness, but it's totally uninspiring in its... It, this is Star Wars, man. Like, come on. No, it's offensive in its laziness. There we go. I, I, that, I will agree with that. It does look like a 
like a intern um, designer got thrown a bunch of Star Wars assets and they said, put them on. Or, or it looks like it, it, and this isn't me just being mean. Like when I saw it, I really thought, okay, so a kid took his sticker book, his Star Wars sticker book, <laughs> and he populated a playfield with it because it, like the four characters in a line across the inserts above the flippers and stuff, it looks like that. It's yeah. the same image of Luke holding that blaster that we've seen since on everything. Yeah, like Super Star Wars, the Super Nintendo game. Like I think that's on the cover, um, and I, they say it's hand drawn, but it's it's a hand drawn version of that same picture we've seen for forty years. So right, you have the whole Star Wars universe drawn. Yeah, exactly. There's so like, much right, good we're stuff. We're just going to use the same images. That you've seen in a way that's not very dynamic. Like, I don't... The way that the art was, I didn't feel that it was incorporated well enough to make all of the inserts and arrows and everything not, gl- like, glaringly obvious. You know, like, there, was, there wasn't a really good incorporation of the art into the machine. They're like, oh, here's the blank space. We're just going to put the stuff here. <laughs> yeah. And then your eye just goes straight to like, here are all these like huge insert arrows and here's all this. I don't know. It looked very homebrew. Yeah. Or like (laughs) cartoony. Like there was something about it where you're just like, this is someone's drawing of what a pinball machine might look like. Not like this is the pinball machine with hand-drawn art. It was like, Oh, I'm going to like put this down. It's just, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't come together in a way that felt like it would look natural. And this is just obviously a small picture from a YouTube video because they haven't given us better ones. But from (laughs) there, it's just like, I can't tell if maybe like the colors are off or it's just something, but like the contrast between, you know, the play field and the art and then like all of the inserts, it's just very, I don't know, like, I wasn't super excited looking at it. I'm just like, well, I'll play it. I'm excited to play it and see how it plays. But visually, it was just a snooze fest. And if you're going to do this huge anniversary thing, like, make something that looks spectacular. I agree. Um, I'm a big-time Star Wars fan. And while I'm not looking to buy a new in-box one, uh, I would have... And I'm still, if it plays like I think it will, like it's going to come down to code because the layout's fairly basic. But I love Game of Thrones. I love what Dwight Sullivan did on that um, with Steve Ritchie. So when those guys pair, they do good things. I would be looking to pick one up, so I do wish it just looked better. Um, You only get one shot at it. So, yeah, we'll probably see more Star Wars pinball machines down line but it's going to be it's going to be five to ten years before we get another one you you don't do the same theme that often maybe when the next trilogy wraps up for episode you know nine or something they'll they'll put out another one but that's a long way and like i said if we're going to go back and do the original trilogy again it should have been like it should have been done up real big so it's just a shame i'm i'm Ah, I, I'm bugged. I am I seriously bothered about it, but I, I've already kind of got past that part, and I'm excited <laughs> to play it. I'm excited just to flip on this thing. Um, I'm guessing the late summer shows we should start seeing them there. So, 
I would get. I would guess Replay FX would have one, so Ooh. you should get to see it there. I think. Oh, hey, because guess what? Replay in Pemberg is less than two months away, and I am so excited. I know you are, and you've got me all excited about the thought of maybe trying to make it work. So you definitely need to go. So last year. It was literally the weekend before I was playing in a tournament and from the tournament was going to the airport to get on the plane to go back. Um, I go to New York to visit my family and see my mom before um, going to Pinburg. So it's a much easier transition. I don't have jet lag when I get to Pittsburgh. It's great. And I get to spend time with my mom and see my sister. And um, so I was chatting with my friend Mindy and I was just like, you need to come. And she's like, I'm so far down on the wait list that there's no point. And I had pulled up the data from the previous Pinbergs and looked how many people had registered to begin with and how many people ended up playing. I was like, you just need to show up (laughs) and you will get in. So she drove from Portland to Pittsburgh. Oh boy. And we roomed together, which was awesome. Like we, we cohabitate well, which was good. Um, and I got to split the hotel cost, which was also great. Um, so we did that. And then she came and she showed up and she got in. No problem. And there were still like 50 spots open. Because as people drop off, like the people who are high on the waiting list, they could be coming from like anywhere in the world and right. not have time to make hotel accommodations or um to book their flights or whatever the case may be, or get off work, who knows what it is. But when you have high numbers in a tournament like Pinburg, where you bring so many players, then your attrition number is going to be higher. So now that the tournament's up to 800 players, then the attrition off of 800 is likely to be higher than that. Um, you know, and like when it grows even further and then we have a thousand people in Pinburg when they like take over the second floor, then there's still going to be more opportunity because something always comes up. Someone gets sick or, you know, someone has a work meeting that they can't get out of now that's very important or whatever the case may be, there will be spaces. So showing up was a super smart decision for her and it would be a super smart decision for you. Yeah, so you guys can say on the flip, the opposite of that is it would be stupid not to. Okay, but I don't have a room, so. Oh, that's... for serious, we can totally find someone who needs to share a room there. I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to come up with an excuse. To not go? Why on earth would you do that? It is the best thing ever. I love it so much. I know. Okay, so I will look at it again. I am going to Yellowstone in July, so that kind of, uh, I'm gone like a week for that, so that was one of the big reasons that when I was down the line, um, I kind of was okay just not pursuing it super hard, just because I, I knew I was going to be gone to Yellowstone, but we'll see, like, I've, I've gotten excited about the idea, and I'm the excitable idiot that if once the seed gets planted deep enough, I it just, it eventually overtakes me is why, you know, I've got a wizard of Oz sitting in my garage right now. So, (laughs) ah, all you need to do is throw water on it and I'm, it's going to grow and consume me. So you're like a gremlin. I am. I look like one and I really should not be eating after midnight. So (laughs) 
same. Oh, the struggles, right? Oh, oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I don't really want to go over this here. I just wanted to mention it just because um, there was some feedback on it. But I wrote an article and it talked about how more and more Stern is choosing to differentiate their pinball machines more at the code level than so much at the layout level. Um, and that's not a new thing in pinball. It just seems to be uh, a philosophy that they're leaning on right now. And what I mean by that is, uh, well, the article's on my site, Gamer Theory. And uh, thanks to Steve Bowden for sharing that and kind of helping get the conversation going around it. But He's the best. He's the best. Um, if you look at some designs that CERN puts out, there are a lot of times very similar to ones that have come out not so far, n- not so long ago. Um, I mean, Steve Ritchie himself, if you look at Spider-Man and Star Trek, you can see that the shot layout is the same on several one of the sh- several shots. that they, He's just refined it. Um, and it, a lot of times there's this, this situation where he, I know he was very proud of Spider-Man, but he probably, even at that point, there's some things that over time he thought, okay, I would like to change this or that on it. And um, he revisits that and we get Star Trek. But at the code level, they're so different. Where Star Trek's so heavy on getting those modes, um, where the modes on Spider-Man are a little bit buried. They take a lot more work to qualify. They're not qualified when you start the game. Uh, those white spider modes are, are deep. Um, and so the games don't f- feel alike. Um, though, if you're really good at Spider-Man, you're probably going to be decent at Star Trek and vice versa. Just by your ability to dial into the shots quickly. Uh, so, But the games feel very different. Uh, and, and if you look at, like I mentioned, Star Wars, it's very similar to like an ACDC Pro. It's very close. But I have a feeling that when you actually get down and play them, while you might be able to start hitting those shots quicker than you would on a pin you're unfamiliar with, uh, the code's probably going to be nothing like ACDC. And it looks like what Stern's doing, and maybe part of it is to speed up development. They take um, elements from games that are tried and true, and they maybe use them in a slightly different way, or use them the same way, but uh, change the way that you approach it as a player through the code differently. And um, they're kind of the only ones doing that right now. Uh, They're not the first to do that. If you go to the EM era, uh, games were recycled all the time, and art was changed, or... Uh, the scoring was changed, but the other manufacturers, if you look at Spooky, um, every single game is very distinct. And if you look at Jersey Jack, same thing. And obviously who knows what's going to happen with highway, but if you look at their two games, they're nothing alike. And there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to both things. When you go and create a completely new design, it's going to take longer because you have to be in the Whitewood stage longer because you're not leaning on stuff that you already know works. So you have to test it for a lot more. The development takes longer. The little tweaking and dialing in process takes a lot longer. So while Stern's kicking out three to four games a year, um, you know you have other people who are putting out one game every two to three years. And so it, it's a different dynamic. And... I'm okay with Stern doing this. A lot of people are calling it lazy or they're calling it bad. As long as the games feel different to me and I don't feel like it's just too familiar of an experience, I'm okay with that. Um, 
because it keeps their cadence up. They get their games out, and we can play it. Now, I wouldn't own a Spider-Man and a Star Trek in my collection because they're too similar for a collection, but on location, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I don't know if you've been noticing any of that, especially like Richie and Borg more so than I think any of the others are are very strong to lean on that. If you look at a Borg game, he's got his bash toy with the magnet in front of it. He's got the pop bumper nest on that left side that he commonly uses. Um, they both do the two ramp layout, but you kind of know what you're going to get. Uh, the magnet toy at the top, whether it's the prison or it's Sparky or it's Jackie, it, you, you get those elements that are coming across, but how do you feel about it? Does it bother you? Does it, do you like it? I mean, are you indifferent? You just, I mean, I I don't get bothered by it as much when I go up to play the game and the game is fun. Like, if I have different things that I'm focusing on, um, you know, like you said with the code differentiation, if the gameplay and my objectives are different enough to distract me from the sameness, then I don't care. Like, you can recycle elements and that's fine. I feel like some of the elements, like if they're very large, um, you know, like the turntable on Batman, um, Dark Knight and Batman 66, it's like, okay, well, you used a similar thing, but you made it less useful. (laughs) Then that's kind of annoying to me. But if you have a game that's similar in layout, but, you know, the gameplay pulls you away from that, then I don't care. Like, that's great. Sure. And if that saves you time and that saves you money, then that's another bonus. But as long as the games feel different when I'm playing them while still feeling the same, like, does that make sense? It feels different, but familiar. Right, right. I mean, one thing I've noticed with a Richie game, there's always that sweet spot on a flipper that's generally dialed into one of the ramps, right? Like, it's that, I don't know how to explain it's almost like it's uh three quarters of the way down the flipper and if you hit it you're probably making that ramp shot (laughs) but the game might not ask you to hit that ramp the same way or at the same timing as every other you know richie game so uh, it's not the same in the end right but yeah I, I, i get what you're saying i don't know how to say things properly that's my issue I share a similar affliction. It's a really good thing that we don't, you know, do a podcast about pinball or anything. I know that's, that would be awful. Uh, But it's an interesting conversation because there's people out there who in the reactions have come out and just said like, it's lazy. I don't like it. They're looking for something wholly unique um, game to game. And what I, I, I don't know, I'd have to go back and ask for more in depth comments, but is that because you want something very unique from game to game in your collection. Um, if it's a location thing, I mean, there's a million pinball machines. Uh, if a couple are similar, what are the odds they're going to be sitting side by side in, you know, all of your locations? I, I think that, yes, let's, let's be honest. Stern has a cost cutting issue right now and people are pushing very hard back against it. But I would say be careful pushing back on this one so strongly um at this point like it's easy to throw the word lazy around and i know we did it for the art because i think that's the case where it was um because that was literally using existing art and just 
slapping it down sticker style uh, on a play field. But um, when it comes to actual design, just because the, the relationship between design and code is so complex, um, I'd say give these games a bit more of a chance before you kind of fly off the handle on them, especially Star Wars. It, like, I know people have been doing overlay stuff. I made some jokes about how it was AC Star Wars or whatever, but um, in the end, I, I really don't think it's going to feel like ACDC. I'd be surprised if if it did. It's like I don't see a jukebox in the back. It's like pick your Star Wars song and <laughs> Cantina requests here. Yeah, it's just but. the one song. <laughs> it's the only one that plays. You you get to go into the jukebox and they only know the one song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the special edition has that extra song in it that's horrible. But... It was the B side to the Cantina theme. Oh, boy. oh those deep cuts. But uh, the, so people even like today were kind of chiming in on a little bit, and I need to go in and approve some comments through the back end of the site. I haven't had time. I'm sorry, guys. But um, I, I thought it was kind of an interesting temperature taking to see what people's tolerance were for some of that recycling reusing repurposing but um i i think we'll see more of it trudeau doesn't really do it but he kind of does if you mustang has the the whirlpool bowl from creature from the black lagoon and we'll see we'll see where things go but um i i think that is here to stay for now as as they try and keep up that cadence of three to four games per year yeah it's the only way to do it, uh, or you have underdeveloped games and <clears throat> Batman sixty six, um, and that's I'm not. Sorry, great. I can hear you. Is that Batman sixty six? Yes. Yeah. So that's the alternative <sighs> if they want to get them out at the same speed. Yeah. But um, do you have any other dang thing you want to talk about? I don't think so. I have other stuff, but I feel like I should get back to Genie. You should get back to Genie because people are depending on you. I I know. I have people checking in on it. From friends to other players wondering if I'm going to be bringing that out. I think there's people that don't want to admit it, but they're going to hassle me about selling it the second I unload that thing. So it's not for sale. I'm just saying that right now. But, uh... I do hope to have it there. It's not for uh, sale at the show because I'm getting it next. Oh, <laughs> sure. I'll I'll trade you for your your evil Knievel. Um, we can trade for like a month, you know, like do a do a little swaps for a little while, and then swaps I, back. Um, I was probably more than halfway to Portland when I picked up that Wizard of Oz. I was in Meridian, Idaho, which is oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It was fine. Um, but that's probably just on your side of halfway, uh, I would think. How long was that to drive there for, for you? Uh, let me do a really exciting thing and pull up Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very super exciting. Meridian, Idaho from Salt Lake City is 352 miles. And if I'm going to go from Portland to Meridian, let's take a look. 
I'm trying to convince my coworker oh, to get one of those. 421 miles. So it wasn't quite halfway, actually. So. All right. I'm trying but to convince could... my coworker to get a hairless cat, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Uh, is that just because you want to laugh at it? Or do you actually want no, them to No, have... she's allergic. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she wants a kitten. And I was like, oh, man, you should get a sphinx cat. <laughs> and that's not going over well. But while you were Googling, um, Google mapping how long it was taking, I was uh, Google image it. searching hairless cat. <laughs> hmm. I'm a little yeah. loopy, so let's maybe. Let's wrap not- it up. Yeah, I don't know what okay. I'm going to say next. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little scared over here. Uh, family show. So uh, just a quick reminder, next weekend, find Jessica Challenger to pinball throw down right there at the Northwest show. Right, right. Let's play a dollar game or let's just go to Tacoma Cabana and drink all the Bulus. The Bulus. Is that what you said? Tiki Bulus. It's a tiki drink. Uh, They serve it to you in a pineapple. And that's pretty much where I'm going to spend all of my time, aside from the show, is in a fake cabana. (laughs) Very good. And if you're in Colorado, um, where you should be this weekend, Jessica, (gasps) come see the live show. It will be a thing. Um, <laughs> we can guarantee it'll be a thing that I won't be involved with. So train wreck it up. Yeah. Um, I, I'm intending this to be a kind of fun, um, almost like a yay pinball thing. Oh, uh, but <laughs> the idea is to convince Don to come on. If he can't come on, um, Ask me embarrassing questions you'd like to know about Don, and I'll do my best to either answer those or say what I think the answer would be. So um, if you have any questions, I'll, I'll try and hit them on that show. Um, if you're going to be there, definitely submitting questions ahead of time is the best way to make sure there's time for it because I can put it into the outline. So pinballpodcast at gmail.com, which you're going to hear from our lovely outro here in a second, all the contact info. But... Oh, it's super lovely. It's great. <laughs> Good? Oh, boy. It's a show? We're, it's a show. It's a thing that we did. Yeah. yeah. And those things that we talked about um, changing the show for the hopefully better, I, I think we could regroup after we're back from our shows and talk about some of that stuff a little bit more. That's the tease, Okay. Sure. I don't remember what any of those things are right now, so I'm just going to agree with you, and it's going to be great. It is deep in our Facebook chat stuff, so All I'll right. go looking and refresh memories. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. We did talk about things. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll work on we'll work on doing that. Um, people have asked if we're going to go back to doing featured machines. I'm like, we just did we one. We just did it's one. It's called Joust. But uh, yes, we will continue to do those. Um, in case that question was asked before they listened to the Joust episode. so. But yeah, that was fun. We'll do more of that. Excellent. And, and I will not not tell you about um, the horrible hairless cat pictures. I'm just going to send them to you. Oh, yeah. In just a series all night. It's yeah, just hit me up with that while I'm working on Genie. Perfect. So. All right. And 
Thanks for listening to the show. You can email the Pinball Podcast at pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Find us online at thepinballpodcast.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Snapchat. Check the show notes on our website to see how to support our sponsors and friends of the show. Snapchat. Uh, for anyone who yay, thought that was pinball. me, it's not me. Definitely not me <laughs> yelling yay pinball. Oh, that was something I was going to actually um, quietly tell people to email the show and ask if that was you. They've and... already been doing that to me directly. It's 100% yes. not me. It's 90% you, though. Oh, my gosh. All um, right. Well, it's it's been it's been a thing. Okay. If I have leftover stickers and giveaway stuff after Pinball Showdown, I'll give away on the show. So, I guess for people who aren't going to live show, pray that nobody shows up so we have some of that to give away later. But. Oh, yeah. And I'll have Bell's um, quarter holders at the Tacoma show, which is the show that you should be at. So, uh, hit me up if you want one of those. Well, I do, but I'm going to the better show, so sorry. So you're going to Tacoma then? Okay, great. I'll see you there. Bye. Bye.